0: Okay, so I am Black Girl Magic, here to give you the basics of Voodoo Hoodoo. We're going to start with background first, and then we're going to hop right into it, okay? Now, starting with the background, Voodoo is a religion. There's no specific way to worship, there's no initiation, which means there's no ritual done to be a part of this, nothing like that. It is focused on the spirits and leos, which is terms used to describe the divine spiritual forces, and they are based on culture and geographical locations, okay? They're very diverse and they're different. You have Sanctros, which is your worships of saints. You have Mambos and Hugons, which is your priests, female and males. Then you have Yoruba, which is Southwest Nigeria and Benin. These is all different examples of the culture and geographic locations. Now voodoo is influenced by Native American spirituality herbalism that's mainly what voodoo is about for real it's about healing it's about love prosperity things of that nature now another word for voodoo is Creole voodoo which is also your African diaspora. this is again religion it's rooted in West African Dohemian Voodoo tradition and Central African traditions found in traditional voodoo. is also synced with Catholic religion due to massive force migration and displacements of the slave trade. Now, back in this time, during slavery, if one did try Africans, which is the origin of spirituality now, keep up with me, people. If they tried to do any type of magic back then... It would result in death, the death penalty. That meant everyone was forced to convert to Catholicism, which why Christianity powers such as saints, it kind of goes hand in hand with voodoo hoodoo because they are similar powers, which I'll get into that in a minute. Now, the unique characteristics of voodoo is dolls, really. Which is voodoo dolls. A lot of people tend to think that voodoo dolls are used for hexes. That's not true at all. Let me give you a little history recap real quick. Marie LaVey, you can look this up. She's the voodoo queen of New Orleans. And... Mainly voodoo dolls was used to like represent deities or the African powers and to have spirits. 90% of voodoo dolls are used for healing, true love, and guidance. That means, again, the hex thing is false. We're not out here hexing people. Hoodoo is the term used by Southern African Americans. Voodoo. Is the term used mainly by whites or Caucasian people, which means spirit of God. Now, hoodoo is more fearful than voodoo because back in like New Orleans and Creole culture, hoodoo people was looked at to like, what would they do to you? That's why people fear them. They had power with herbs and powders and ingredients that was used. And they used right and left hand work. So, people was fearful of what could be done to them more so than the religion of voodoo. It focuses on family, love, money, happiness, wealth, revenge, but mainly healing. Everything is mainly mainly done through rituals and spell work. And this is the main difference right here. Basically, this is a summary of everything I pretty much just said. Hoodoo is folk magic. That's tapping into supernatural forces to improve your daily life. That means you're using herbs. You're using minerals. You're using parts of animals, individual possessions. That means items of a specific person. You're using bodily fluids. In most cases, that can be period blood. That can be urine and that could be semen. It's the contact realm of ancestors and spirits. In most cases Psalms of Bible goes hand-in-hand hand because it's magically effective to the hoodoo voodoo. So, um, the Bible is primarily a source for magical love and Psalms and Saints is the key aspect to everything a few elements that we're going to cover today is crossing and uncrossing. We're also going to cover foot track magic, and I'm going to give you two methods of that. We're going to cover land tricks, spiritual baths, and altars. So let's hop right into this podcast. Crossing and uncrossing is crossing the spiritual works that cause harm, or bad luck. That's your hexes, your curses, your your jinx, whatever you want to call it. It's the bad luck and harm to another human being. Uncrossing is the work to reverse that work, so you are doing something that was already done to take the bad away. Footwork magic is throwing patterns in the path of a target so they can walk in it. Now. The person can either absorb the patterns through their foot or you can bury it and they'll walk across it. Either way, it's gonna poison the individual. An example of this could be a person having back pain or you have a difficult time walking, water retention in your legs, and you have a real difficult time concentrating. The only way to remove foot track magic is to go see a, a root worker. There's two methods to foot track magic. First is direct and the second is simplonitic. Is direct is the pattern on the ground or in a bottle that is buried and a person either steps on it or walks over it. Simplonitic is the capture of a footprint by dirt from actual print for the target to uh, of the target foot. And you either get that from their shoe or a sock. And basically you use the patterns right in there on that actual print or in their sock or whatever you have from them. The next thing is floor washes. And floor washes is normally used to remove negativity in the home or the business. It can bring good fortune. It can increase the amount of people in your business, like the amount of customers. Or it can be used to a draw or find love. Normally, you're going to use Florida water. Now, this is the main key. Start in the back of your house. Do not start in the front. This is very, 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 very important. You're going to start in the back of your home and make your way to the front of your door. For top floors, if you have multiple floors, you're gonna start from the ceiling first and then make your way down to the floor. And you're gonna do this on every step of your house, every floor, every room, the living room, the kitchen, everywhere is gonna be done. And lastly, you're gonna take extra time to scrub doorways. When I mean everywhere, I mean everywhere. You're gonna do the floors, the corner of the floors, your closets, your doorsteps, your walls, furniture, fabrics. Everything needs to be cleansed in this moment. When you're finished, you're going to take this water that's left over. And you're either going to throw it in your front yard or throw it out your front door. If you can, try to aim it east. Um, That's real important as well. That's the direction of the sacred realms east. If you can, it's no big deal, but it will help. Um, Hardcore hoodoos normally use... Their own urine or their children's urine on top of the Florida water when doing floor washes. But to each their own, I'm not saying that you have to use urine or your child's urine because that can be pretty disgusting if you're cleansing. uh, But Florida water is needed. Next thing is land tricks. Now, before I get into land tricks, y'all, I got to say this. Do not try this at home. I repeat. Do not try this at home. If you are interested in hoodoo, I would suggest doing all your research first. I would suggest listening to future podcasts, listening to other people, just getting information prior to doing any rituals or spells because what's going to end up happening is you're either going to hex or harm yourself or somebody close to you. The universe works in mysterious ways and it it doesn't play. So be really, really careful when taking this information. Um, If you do do this at your own risk, don't say black girl magic told you to do this. I'm simply sharing information on the basics of hoodoo voodoo, okay? Now, getting into it. Land tricks normally consist of throwing special herbs, powders, and other ingredients for a target to touch or walk in. An example would be if you want your partner to be faithful. They are cheating. You take a pair of their dirty underwear Tie it in a knot and bury it in your backyard. Again, I'm not telling y'all to do this. I'm not advising anyone to do this. I'm just giving you an example of what I'm talking about. It's a different, a lot of different burials that you can do, such as burials in the building structure, in your home yard, in foods, drinks, graveyards, all that. So um, I'm about to give you like tricks for specific things to work. For a building structure, doing tricks there is really good because construction sites normally last forever or up until that building is standing. So if you want to attract money, burying something underneath a bank related to money, a money spell would be good. Or a courthouse would be good for keeping the law away. Churches would be good for protection. Again, you're burying items and spells under these sites in order to get what you want to achieve for the home yard this is more so relating to the earth um it's to keep the work going pretty much so this will be buried in the person yard um for good luck mojos it would be in your yard your porch or your front steps and that's for blessings love money protection anything like that Um, if you want to hex somebody or bring bad luck to them, that will become you put in the spell or the item in their backyard. Again, I don't recommend hexing people because we're out here spreading positivity, love and wealth, health and wealth. Um, if you don't have a yard for modern days, carpets and rugs will work just fine, So, that's not a big deal as well if you don't have a yard, a backyard, or a front yard. For food and drinks, this is more so for domination spells. So, this is like if you want to control somebody like a love, somebody that you love, a partner, significant other, or enemy perchance. If you want to control your enemy for whatever reason, this is what you would use. You would put it in food and drinks. Basically, you would scrape the skin from the bottom of your foot into it, into the food or the drink, and you will cook it, and you will let that person eat it or drink it. Again, I don't recommend that, but that's how that will work. For fire, fire is used to neutralize hexes. So you burn it, the item or um, whatever it is, you burn it. You take the ashes from that and you sprinkle it around the environment. So if you want to bring good luck to your home, you will write a letter with all your wishes and everything that you want to come true. You will burn it and you will spread it around your front yard or in your yard. Or you can either bury it that's really good for that um clothing and objects is good you know clothes curtains bed pillowcases that's good things to sprinkle these objects around with the ashes now for crossroads this is like for the removal of candle wax ashes from insects things like that incense I'm sorry I can't speak today y'all incense And you will also take hexes to cross as well, crossroads as well. This is so cars can run over them and kill the hex. Or if you take a coin and you flip it in the middle of the crossroad, that brings good luck and good fortune. Now, let's say you don't have a car or you can't get to a crossroad or you don't live near a crossroad. Drawing an X in your house to represent a crossroad works just as well. We in the modern world, so the things that you can do. For graveyard work, this results in serious illness or death. Don't mess with graveyard dirt because it's really powerful. And again, you're either going to kill somebody or seriously injure them. We're spreading positivity this is for growth and empowerment and enlightenment. So we're not hexing people. So graveyard work is something that we're not gonna do, right? Right. For running water rituals and spells, this is like for wishes and banishing negativity. That's pretty much all it is to it. Um, a tree is known for observing energy negative energy and evil and plants as well so if you don't have a tree in your yard you can buy a plant bless it of course and bottle trees is good for wishes as well that just consists of taking the bottle putting your wish in it you can write it in a note drop it in in there and putting it on the tree if you don't want your wish in there just put the wish over the bottle you know manifest it put the bottle on the tree or in the plant that you bought you're good to go The next thing is spiritual baths. Now, spiritual baths is an ancient, ancient ritual. This is something that's going to bring positivity, just make you feel better. It's going to remove negativity or either bring luck. Now, if you want to remove negativity, you're going to wash yourself in a downward motion. That means you're washing yourself down. If you want to bring... Luck and good fortune. You're gonna wash your body upwards, starting from body from the bottom up. Wash up upward strokes. Spiritual baths is normally used if a person needs treatment from a root worker. So if somebody put a hex or a curse or a jinx on you, you're gonna to go to a root worker before the root worker even do anything. You're going to get in a spiritual bath. And a spiritual bath can consist of oils, herbs, crystals, and and other ingredients for the change. So it really depends on the purpose. And that would conclude what type of herbs, oils, crystals, and other ingredients that you use. The leftover water for spiritual baths can be used for spell work, floor washes, or you can dispose it at crossroads as well. And the last topic that we will discuss today is altars. There's two different types of altars. You can have a hoodoo altar or you can have an ancestral altar. And an ancestral altar is pretty much the same for the hoodoo altar. It's just a couple of added steps needed. So first, let's do the hoodoo altar. Now, for both altars, you need a quiet place where you're not going to be disturbed. It could be your room. It could be an extra room. But this is where all of your ritual, spill work, ingredients everything is in this room it needs to be quiet and you need to have a flat surface your surface can consist of a table a box a chest or a large flat stone now let's say you don't have a flat surface I don't have a flat surface black girl magic okay well you can either create a space on your floor in a corner that's going to be your sacred space nothing goes there or You can use a dresser top, and that's really good for storing your ingredients as well. Um, Make sure when you're doing this that if it's not supposed to be on your altar, it's not there. Again, this is the spiritual realm. You're messing with spirits. So, we're not going to put anything that doesn't belong on our altars. This is the things that you would need to go on top of your altar. You're going to need a white cloth. Then you're going to need two white candles. It don't really matter what type or if they're long or short. You just need two white pair of candles. You need to place them on the back of your altar, one on each side. Then you're going to have pictures and figures that can represent religion, spirituality. You know, just positive, uplifting pictures that correlate in front of these pictures you're gonna or either in the middle of your altar, you're gonna place your incense burner, and on the right side of your incense burner, you're gonna place your holy water. If you don't have holy water, just take a dish of water and bless it. Just do that and you'll be fine. You can add flowers, special stones, dishes of salt, graveyard dirt, and other elements of the earth. So your fire, your your water, other elements. Make sure you bless everything. Bless everything. Your items. Your dishes. Bless, 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 bless. Wash your dishes with salt water prior to putting anything in it. So your salt, your water, and your graveyard dirt. Before you put that in that little clear dish. That white clear dish. You gonna make sure you bless that thing. And you wash it out with salt water. Now for an ancestral altar this can be your biological ancestors your ark ancestors or it can be both of them now you're going to have personal pictures on this altar you're going to do exactly everything that you did for the hoodoo altar and then on top of that you're going to add personal pictures of your ancestors now before i move any further it's really important to make sure that your ancestors like each other, it's really important to make sure that they didn't argue or have any type of turmoil or chaos going on. Because what's going to end up happening is if you have more than one ancestor on your altar, which is completely fine, and they don't like each other, which is not fine, then that's going to bring chaos in your home. Things going to start happening, spooky, th- not spooky, but things that you can't really explain to the normal eye is going to start to happen. You're not going to have peace. So you need to make sure your ancestors liked each other and everything was fine prior to putting them on your table. Because then it's set in stone. And then you can't move anything off your table. You can if you're like moving or something. But just don't go moving things around and taking it on and off your table. Don't do that at all. Your connection with your ancestors is going to be helpful to your connection to the spiritual realm what do you mean when you say that i mean the stronger your connection are with your ancestors the stronger your connection would be with the spiritual realm so for instance for me getting a little personal here to give y'all the insight of who i am um, for my ancestral table it was my grandparents and my father they all got along Everybody is good. I have pictures of them, right? They is cool. I go to them for guidance. I go to them for support. So if they were strong in spirituality, and I'm strong in spirituality, and my connection with them is strong, I'm talking to them every day. I'm showing respect. I'm bringing um, items to them out of respect. To give to them. Then when I go. And I do work in a spiritual realm. Where I'm trying to connect to a spirit. Or I'm doing tarot readings. Whatever I'm doing in the spiritual realm. That connection is going to be just as strong. Because I have a connection with my ancestors. That's all that means. And like I said. With the food. And the offerings. The you're going to bring food to them daily. One bowl of food. Per like. Sitting So for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, it needs to be fresh, it needs to be clean, the bowl needs to be clean, it needs to be presentable. That's it, that's all. If you want to bring other offerings, that's fine as well. So if one of your ancestors liked to drink out of respect, you could bring a little bottle of liquor for them. If they smoked cigarettes or something, that would be nice, or jewelry or flowers, just something as an offering to show your respect lastly this is how you're going to address your ancestors Even prior to talking to them, the very first thing you're going to do is I cover my head when I'm doing this. It's a respect thing, and it's also a sacred thing for me. So when I'm doing my rituals or I'm talking to my ancestors or to the deities, also known as the Seven Powers, which will be the next podcast, um, I cover my head with a white cloth. Or if you don't have a white cloth, just cover your head, period. It's just a respect thing for me again. So I start with that. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. So, the next step would be lighten your incense. Lighten your incense is going to be for purifying your surroundings. You want a clean, positive, uplifting setting. You need good vibrations. You need your chakras to be aligned. You need your energy to be right. Everything in that room needs to be set because that's going to set the tone for the energy. So, you're going to purify that energy with the incense. After you do that, you're going to take your fresh water, your holy water or your Florida water, whatever one, and you're going to sprinkle a little bit of that on every item on that table. So your elements, your candles, your incense burner, your graveyard dirt, the white cloth, all of that is going to be covered if you didn't add stones and crystals and flowers, you're going to cover that as well. Everything need to be drenched. not drenched, but everything needs to be touched with a little bit of fresh water um and if you don't have Florida water or some type of cleansing water for some reason, then you could just take a bowl of water and you can bless it yourself and use that as well. um again, sprinkle it over the elements too. And then you're gonna offer it to your four sacred directions: East, South, North, and West. After that, you're gonna place the bowl, you're gonna place that behind the bowl, and then you're gonna introduce yourself. This is how you introduce yourself. First, you need to state who you are. <laughs> I am such and such. The ancestors of such and such. Honor them next. After you honor them. You're going to then honor the seven deities. Also known as the seven powers. You don't necessarily have to do this. But you can. And then after that. You're going to give a sincere prayer. After you give your sincere prayer. You go into what you need. Or you ask for your guidance. That's when whatever your purpose was for talking to them, coming to play. And that concludes your ancestral altar. Um, You can also make a deity altar, which is a little different. I wouldn't suggest making a deity altar unless you know who you belong to and you won't know who you belong to unless they call on you or you're seeking to be a priest or something of that nature. But in most cases, your deity calls upon you. And they let you know. So if you don't know, you can wait. And if you do know, then you can make an ancestral altar. Um, I haven't made one yet. So because of that, we're not going to get into that. But this pretty much just concludes um, the basics of everything. If you have any questions or concerns for the podcast, or you just want to give feedback, or you want to talk, or you want to give a topic for me to discuss, you can find me on Instagram at everythingmagic, that is spelled E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-I-N-G-M-A-G-I-C-K. I -I I will also um, try to place it at the bottom of this podcast as well, so y'all can have that in actual writing but thank you for listening i appreciate you if you stop by i really appreciate you if you listen to the whole podcast regardless your support is welcome stay tuned for the next podcast this is everything spiritual voodoo hoodoo all the way from the basics down to creating your altars doing your rituals and your spell work we have plenty more topics to discuss stay tuned And I will see you in the next podcast.